All right, my friends, welcome back to your Bible, book by book. I'm Pastor Luke, and this is the book of Hebrews. And Hebrews uh, isn't uh, a book of the Old Testament, as uh, it may sound. Um, it's uh, one of the New Testament letters, and it uh, finds a, a place in the New Testament um, in a very unique way. It, it's not really like any other book. Um, it, uh, it's not listed or grouped with Paul's uh, epistles. Um, it's not listed with the, the next section, uh, which is the general epistles. It's kind of right in between those two. Um, it's unique in, in so many different ways. Um, it, one is that it, we don't have in the book of Hebrews an author or an audience um, listed, uh, given, or, or named, which means that uh, the book of Hebrews was written anonymously, and um, in, there's no indication about a particular group of people that it was targeting, although through context, um, we believe that it was written uh, for Jewish Christians. Um, so what we, we end up doing with the book of Hebrews is we try to, to figure out um, who we think wrote it and who we think it was written for, because uh, when we're interpreting scripture, we always want to understand um, the original um, intention of the author and how it would have been originally understood by the audience. And when you don't have a clear definition of those things, um, then then you have to go through some effort to try to um, find or understand what those things are. Because once you uh, understand the original understanding or the original um, interpretation to the original audience, then it's it's a shorter step to understand what it's uh, practical application is uh, for the the current or modern uh, day reader, um, and so what we've you know been able to discover, or or some of the things that have been historically understood about the Book of Hebrews, is that um, it's possibly um, written by the Apostle Paul and is written to uh, Jewish Christians. And here is one reason or, or argument for the. Uh, the authorship of Paul. Other other authors have been um, given as possibilities. Luke, Barnabas, uh, Apollos um, have all been uh, given over time um, throughout history as possible authors. But Paul has been one of the earliest and one of the most um, constant or or widely believed authors of uh, Hebrews. And, and and here's why I tend to think that it was Paul, even though we don't know for sure. Um, is that it sounds like Paul, um, it has a lot of his fingerprints on it as far as content and themes, uh, writing style, etc. And um, it, it looks like um, if Paul's audience, which we believe it was uh, Jewish Christians uh, particularly, um, then it was outside of his normal uh, audience, which is uh, the church. And Paul generally writes to either uh, the church that he's established, uh, churches that he's going to visit, or people that um, he is in connection with in ministry. Um, and so if this is a more general letter to Jewish Christians by Paul, um, one reason why he may have written it anonymously was um, because Paul uh, was a, a person that the Jewish people had a really hard time with. Um, he, was, he was a polarizing person. He was somebody that the Jewish people tended not to like um, because 
Um, he, he was a persecutor of the church. He was a Pharisee. He was a rabbi. He was uh, very highly regarded within Jewish circles. Um, and then he converted to Christianity. Uh, Jesus got a hold of him, and uh, he became a leading uh, church planter and one of the, the greatest missionaries that the church has ever known. Um, and it, it infuriated um, Jewish people. But not only that, although that is one reason, but um, it was because Paul has, um, Paul did something that most of the Jewish people found really hard to swallow or understand, which was that uh, Paul was the apostle to the Gentiles. And um, what it was for Paul was that he interpreted or understood or uh, was able to translate the, the Jewish faith through Christ to the Gentile people uh, to help them to, to know, believe, and un- understand why it was that they did not have to convert to Judaism before they could convert to Christianity. This was a big question that the, a lot of the Jewish people, uh, even the Christian people uh, of the first century, didn't quite know how to handle or deal with or, or wrap their minds around. How could a person, a a Greek person, a Gentile person, a you know non-Jewish person, how could they uh, become a Christian and and forego or bypass somehow the Jewish faith? Uh, because that was exactly what uh, Paul was on a mission to do: was to spread the the truth that Jesus was the Messiah to the Gentile world, and and not to require that they become Jewish people first or Jewish believers first. Um, and, and so the, the Jewish people had a really hard time um, because they thought that Paul was undermining the law, that he was undermining Moses, that he was undermining Jewish heritage and Jewish tradition and Jewish culture. Um, and, and ultimately, Paul was not doing that. He was not intending to do that. Um, He was simply um, helping the world to understand that Jesus is the Messiah of every human being on earth, no matter what their culture, no matter what their background, no matter what their skin color or or language or anything else, that Jesus is the Messiah of the world, and we have access to him by faith, regardless of of the Jewish faith. Um, And so, while Christianity has a very strong and significant um, tie to Judaism because uh, Jesus uh, was the, the Messiah from the Jewish law, from the Jewish scriptures, from Jewish prophecies, and he was ethnically Jewish, and uh, the, the word of God originated with the Jewish people. The revelation of, of the true God uh, of the world um, was revealed to the Jewish people, and uh, they were the um, they were the caretakers of the revelation of God. They were the caretakers of faith um, until Jesus was revealed. Um, so there was, there is, and, and will always be a significant connection and tie to Judaism. Um, but there's also a significant um, break with Judaism that uh, we are no longer required to be become Jewish in order to be saved through faith in Jesus. And so um, Hebrews helps us to understand um, 
how Paul, possibly, we're saying Paul, um, uh, was trying to um, retain uh, faith among Jewish people uh, in, in Christ. And so he points out um, in the book of Hebrews the significance of the greatness of Jesus, that Jesus is uh, superior. Um, now, we're saying that the book of Hebrews was written to or for um, basically Christian Jewish people. The, the, in the first century, the majority of, of Christians were ethnically Jewish. Um, so I just want to paint this picture for you. Okay, If you can imagine that uh, the, at the time of the writing of the book of Hebrews, it is uh, 64 A.D., Okay, sometime in the early fall. Uh, Christianity has spread throughout the Roman Empire, but it's, it's young. It's, it's misunderstood, and uh, according to Roman law, it's illegal. Um, it is not a recognized religion uh, among the Romans. Um, the Romans think that it is an offshoot of, of the Jewish faith, but the Jewish people categorically deny that, that it's connected. Uh, at that time, Christianity was uniquely uh, targeted for persecution. The Jewish faith uh, was legal, and, and it was accepted within the Roman Empire. Uh, Christianity was not afforded any legal protections. Um, and so in the summer of A.D. 64, uh, a devastating fire had broken out in the city of Rome. And, and Nero um, was looking for someone to blame, to, to be a scapegoat for him. And so he found a group that was widely misunderstood, feared, and rejected, and they were called Christians. And so um, there broke out a widespread, massive, wholesale persecution among Christians. Uh, the majority of the group in those days were ethnically Jewish. And so the persecution being so relentless and so violent and so widespread caused a test of faith. Um, they were uh, going to have to decide if they were going to hold on to Christ um, even though it was looking like they were going to be uh, pursued to the point of death, or the possibility was for some that they could revert to Judaism, which was a legally recognized religion, and escape the uh, persecution that was, that was being perpetrated. And so Hebrews is written with this purpose in mind. Don't give up. Uh, the Jewish uh, Christians were tempted to give up on Christ and to go back to their Jewish faith. And so what Hebrews is, as you read through, um, it is a masterful uh, account of the superiority of Christ. Um, it is a message about the greatness of Christ. And uh, as you see, every chapter um, just outlines the superiority of, superiority of Christ. So in chapter uh Chapter 1, we see he's superior to prophets. And, and uh, also in chapter 1, we see he's superior to angels. Uh, chapter 3, he's superior to Moses. Chapter 4, he's superior to Joshua and to the promised land. Um, in, in chapters uh, 4 and 5, he's superior to the Levitical priesthood. In chapter 9, he's superior to the sacrifices. And ultimately, why he's superior is because... He is the fulfillment of all those things. He, he is 
the reality where those were simply pointing to the reality. The, the Old Testament was a shadow of the things to come where Jesus is the actual. Um, and so as the, the book begins to change or to turn from the superiority of Christ, which never really um, stops you know, talking about the superiority of Christ, but it, it begins to turn the attention to the, the practical outcome of the superiority of Christ, which is if Jesus is the fulfillment of the Old Testament, if he is superior to all those things, then where else would you turn other than to Jesus? And so why would you give up on the fulfillment of your faith or the, the actual realization of the Old Testament, which is Jesus? Why would, you, why would you give up on that? Why would you turn your back on that? Um, and so that's why in Hebrews specifically you have some teaching about um, the, the uh, danger of, of uh, deconversion, so to speak, of turning your back on Jesus. If, if, you, if you reject what you bl- knew and believed was salvation, uh, there's no other salvation available. If you turn your back on Jesus and, and reject his sacrifice, there's no other sacrifice possible that's, that's needed or necessary or, or effective. Um, Jesus would have to be crucified all over again is, is how Hebrews talks about it. And so it begins to help us to understand in that context uh, why Hebrews talks about things of that nature when um, primarily within Christianity you would say that uh, we believe once saved, always saved, that when you trust in Jesus Christ, you are a new creation in Christ, that, that salvation can't be taken away. And so uh, what Hebrews says is, is isn't uh, contradictory to that. What it is is a argument or a, uh, an encouragement, I should say, uh, to continue on in that faith no matter how hard uh, that faith may become in a world of persecution. Um, not to reject it, not to turn your back on it, not to deny it, uh, because Jesus is the fulfillment of everything that the Old Testament teaches. And so we need to encourage each other. We need to continue to, to meet. We need to continue to worship um, and spur each other on to good works. And these are all the, the messages that Hebrews uh, declares to us so that we can continue uh, to pursue Christ even when, and especially when, um, things are hard in the world. And uh, th- I think that's a great message for us today because even if um, things are not necessarily uh, looking as bad as they were in, in uh, 64 AD, um, in many of our time and cultures and places in the world, um, it is hard in this world to, uh, to hold on to Christ when, when the world around us is so fervently um, opposed to what we believe and becoming more and more so. Um, and yet what we always hold to is that there's nowhere else to turn. There is no other answer. There is no other hope. Uh, Jesus is the answer. And so we will continue not only to hold on to him, but to proclaim him. And so Book of Hebrews is a phenomenal book. I, I encourage you to read it again. It, of course, it is a unique book in the New Testament. Um, but even for that, I think it's well worth Uh, your time. So hope that you'll read it again because it is your Bible, book by book.